Good morning, everyone. It's Isabella again from Voices of Burma. I am interviewing another frontline protester today who is active in the anti-military uh, movements going against the coup that began over a month ago. Um, so today we have a Generation Z protester joining us as a guest speaker to share her experiences at the front line and um, what the goal is behind all these movements and everything in between. So without further ado, um, let's welcome our speaker. Hello, um, would you mind introducing yourself to our audience today? Yes, hello everyone. My name is Tracy and I'm still a student and I'm studying English literature and I'm 90 years old. Perfect, thank you very much. So you are 19 years old, which means that um, you are also a part of the Generation Z um, yeah. that has been at the forefront of the anti-military movements in Myanmar over the past month. So um, let's start by sharing a little bit of your experiences. So what inspired you to join um, the protests at such a young age, and um, what are some difficulties you face, and what have been some very critical moments so far during your activism against the military? Yeah, I was a first time voter in the 2020 election. I voted NLD because I see a lot of differences before and after of NLD government. I think they do a great job and I believe that they will do very great job in the future. That's why I voted NID with my own decision. NID party won a landslide victory of 83%. And fortunately, my vote becomes just a paper because military announced that there is an election fraud. So that's why without a doubt, I decided to try this protest um, to fight for democracy. So that inspired me. And um, during this protesting, I faced a lot of difficulties, like um, it, that, that's a lot. So I will say on MIGTI aliens, um, me and my friends, as usual, me and my friends go to protest. And at that time, one of the boys is shouting like, run, run someone is coming like maybe like police and he said like run please run as much as you can and we ran at the time one of the men tried to strike me with a with something that is made out of steel it's pretty hard and my friends just dragged me and like be careful he is trying to hit you and he, he really did it and it's really hard so I, I, I was like paralyzed with fear and suddenly I hear again someone is shooting. So that's why I was like a robot. Everything is just a blur and I this is my very first time hearing the sound of gun. I was paralyzed with fear maybe or shock. But luckily my friend saved my life and I really thankful for this. So this is biggest fear in my life and it becomes one of my like trauma 
and um to be honest i thought only 18 years old and above would join this protest but in real um even the kids are joining to protest like they're holding a board like free our leaders safe Myanmar, respect our votes and i'm just really proud of that and generation alpha is really doing a great job for their future and yeah that's all mm -hmm. thank you for sharing so you just mentioned that a man tried to strike you with something that's made of steel so if you yeah. recall that um you know if you're comfortable talking about it i would like to know if the man was um in a police uniform or in military uniform or just looked like a civilian it more looked like a civilian but the way he hit is like he feel comfortable he used to hit it like like this he, mm -hmm. he feel comfortable to hit that so i think um he had a like he's a professional i think so mm -hmm. so um yeah. there has been a lot of posts on the social media that you know um the military possibly hired um people particularly low-income people who are not as educated um, with very little incentive, 5,000 jets. So um, if anyone listening who are not familiar with the Burmese currency, 5,000 jets is probably four US dollars, five Canadian dollars. So just by paying that, I've heard that a lot of, you know, people, a lot of civilians are trying to hurt the protesters have you experienced that personally or have you seen those hired thugs and what's you know what's all that about yeah i do experience that as i mentioned that one of the men is trying to strike me with something that is made out of steel and his behavior it's looked like he's be comfortable and he used to do that and like he's really good at striking and I don't know how to describe it like and I think I found something like a sticker about like USDP um, it's a party um, that support military and I found that a sticker on his shirt mm -hmm. so I think it's a kind of civilian yeah okay so um Again, for the listeners who are not familiar with the Burmese parties, the NLD that um, Tracy voted for is, NLD stands for National League of Democracy. And it is the party that was led by Aung San Suu Kyi. And um, the USDP is another national political party that mostly com is comprised of former um, military generals or military personnel and their families and their extended circles. So USDP stands for Union Solidarity and Development Party, I believe. Um, so you said that there have been, you know, you, you're an NLD supporter and other, you know, people who are possibly um, inflicting violence upon the peaceful protesters might be affiliated with the USDP, etc. So, uh, but I've also noticed that as the days go on, um, the movements have become not about the party affiliations anymore. 
it is more about you know asking for federal democracy and i see um very positive things like um the youth trying to apologize to the rohingyas about the genocide and the ignorance that the people on the mainland had so all types of stuff so from the first day that you joined the protests until now what has shifted in terms of you know your experiences with other working with people from different um, religious ethnic political backgrounds or just in general you know your general ambition of joining these protests has anything changed over the past month and a week yeah of course it's changed a lot um as you mentioned that um there is nothing different between it. Like, um, I have a friend who is currently supporting USDP, but she is participating in protesting campaign and she is really like super duper active because she trusts in human rights and like in democracy. Now military is uh, like doing a dictatorship. She doesn't accept dictatorship but she accept um like she support human rights even though she's still supporting usdp but she believes in human rights and true democracy so she decided to join protesting campaign and she's super duper active so there is a lot of changes and to be honest um in past year I didn't know much about Rohingya cases and um, like maybe like uh, I ignore a lot, ignore it a lot. At the time, I, I'm just like only 14 years old or 15. So I I couldn't use social media and the lack of media presence in this poor region make them even more susceptible to undocumented um, atrocity. So that's why maybe like I didn't know much about them and I really feel sorry for them and but now we are like I experience in person I know how like how military treat as like a, a, they are more likely to say like murder and terrorists they are not human they are just demons and I and I do notice about like how hard their life is, I mean, like Rohingya cases, and I do really, really sorry for them. And I, from now on, I decided that I will support them, I will stand with them as much as I can. And um, today, there is a, I found out a post that it's um, sister, uh, I mean, like, how, how do I say? Um, in Christian, there is Mm -hmm. let's say like sister yeah she is protesting to peaceful protesting not to strike um by police she's like please don't do that these are kids they're just as children they're teenager so please stop your brutality she is saying like this even though we have different religions and different beliefs but now we are one and um, there is no differences between it. Uh, we all are fighting for democracy. So just neglect about that. We all are one like this. I think uh, I definitely say there is a lot of changes. Um, before this protesting, um, um, that's my personal experience. I loved, um, I love to throw like maybe a trash 
everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I found, even though I find a, like a trash bin, I just throw it. Oops, I'm sorry, like like this. But now, whenever I go to protest, um, I just put a trash in my bag, and I like maybe like more like a civilian. I don't. I didn't do such a kind of disrespectful manner. Like I put my trash in my bag carefully, and if I f- find someone is throwing a trash carelessly, I say, "Don't do that," and give me, and I will keep it for you. And please take in that there is a trash bin like this. So there is a lot of changes happening now, and I believe that we deserve. Democracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. So, um, how long have you been out on the streets? And do you remember which day was the first time you joined the protest? And um, what made you go out that particular day? Um, exactly February eighth. Um, <laughs> there is maybe like a sidewalk. Everyone is talking about 72 hours plan. Like, uh, you shouldn't go out. Um, you shouldn't go out. You shouldn't go to protest because there is a rule 72 hours. So everyone is believing, and there is a man who is going to protest, and he is arresting. Um, he got arrested by police, and he inspired me a lot. Everyone is talking about 72 hours. He's just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. I do protest for democracy, and he really did it alone. And everyone is thinking like, um, it's just a fake. It's a fake one, no. Mm-hmm. And so he inspired me a lot. And at that night, I t- I told my mom, like, mom, I want to go to protest, like. She said yes, and I thought she will. She would probably say no, but she said yes, and I was just so happy. And I joined on exactly at February 8. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Thank you. And have you been out on the streets every day since then, or is there a strategy that you will go out for a few days and rest for it, rest for a few days? So, like you've said, this might have been, you know, your very first. Um, political protests and political activity. So, um, how are you managing your political activity um, in terms of strategy? Yeah. Um. In the past few days ago, I decided to do like this. Um. If I go, um, like, um, okay. I will go. Uh, I will join to protest today, and tomorrow will be my um, holiday. Like this, because I only have like 99 pounds, so I'm like a skinny girl. So I need to take a rest. So yeah, but um, approximately um, maybe like five days in a week. Yeah, and six hours a day. Mm-hmm. So um, when you go out to protest, do you find yourself networking with other protesters? So do you go alone or do you go with friends? And I've also seen that, you know, 
a really interesting um, development is that so in Myanmar, I believe this, I believe that Facebook groups are a big thing, and even the Facebook like fan pages for celebrities are doing their own networks and groups of like going up into protests under the same banner, that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, do you join groups or do you just go with friends? Yeah. Um, before I mention about it, I I want to say that I'm really good at dealing with people. I'm really good at social dealing. So, um, like I'm an extrovert. Um, I mean, like extrovert. And so, it's different day by day because um, I have a lot of schedule for that day. I will go with my friend for this day. I will go with like a Facebook group friends for this day. I will drive with my childhood friends like this. So I, I'm like a celebrity. I have a lot of schedule. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice that you're finding friendship um, comforting through these very difficult times. So as much as it does sound fun that you have a full social calendar, I just wish that it were under different circumstances. And um, so... Once you go to the front line, you say that, you know, oh, you have friends, you have people looking out for you, that stuff. But I have heard that over the past two weeks or so, um, possibly starting mid-February, the cops and the military have started using live ammunition, so real bullets, to disperse the crowds. That's what they say. But I see it personally as, um, you know, just um, murdering innocent civilians. So what have been your experiences with um, these types of the dispersing methods used by the authorities becoming more and more violent each day? Oh, I even don't want to mention about this case and it's really awful. And I can't believe how they can, oh, I mean like, we are not in the killing ground, we are not enemy we're just asking for true democracy to respect our votes but we are asking for democracy but they are shooting with a real um i mean like guns with real blood and um like they have guns and stuff we have nothing except strong will for democracy it's really terrible and awful and i um how can i say like they might have a children, right? Mm -hmm. And um, one of the victims, uh, I mean, like, one of the victims is only 14 years old. Mm -hmm. um, that 14 years old kid was killed, was killed by police with real bullets. Uh, I think it's a headshot. And he's mm -hmm. only 14 years old. He's only a teenager. They might have a like kid, a daughter and son. So now we lost our friends we lost our parents we lost our teachers so i i can't believe that how we're not in the killing ground i feel like every single day I, i'm just thinking like am i in the middle of the battlefield except like we have nothing they have guns and staffs and you know what they block the ways to embassy because we do notice that 
if we protest in front of embassy, we know that we will get a full safety. So that's why people are going to protest in front of embassy. So maybe like uh, after two weeks, military do notice about that, and they started to do uh, started to block the ways to embassy. So we have no choice. Like, um, I don't know what I have to do, and. And also they are holding a gun and I feel like they are talking to me like, don't touch me, baby girl. I can um, shoot you every time we want. Their eyes uh, look like how it look like crucial and like terrible. They're like a demons. And when we go to protest in front of Germany embassy, there is a policeman. He's holding the phone and he's using maybe like using social media. But when we see ads, when he see it, he raise his phone and take the photos of ads. Mm -hmm. We're wearing a mask and we are screaming like free, free our leader, respect, respect our votes. And sometimes we feel thirsty. We want to drink, but we are afraid of doing this because if we um, take off our mask, he can definitely see our face. So that's why we are scared of this because he's still, he's keep taking the photos of us. And where is human rights, right? And yeah, it's really terrible and awful. So how are you dealing with, you know, how are you dealing with all the all the trauma mentally that is what i want to know because at this point um at least among us in north america in academia we've noticed that you know this might very well become a very protracted conflict between the military hunter and the peaceful protesters and as much as people are asking for the united nations and the united states to intervene um you know that is also so vague and it's all up in the air. No one's sure about foreign intervention at this point. So I figured that, you know, the protesters have to sustain themselves somehow physically and mentally. So um, has there been a focus about that particular aspect among the protesters yet? You know, how to recharge yourself, how to cope with trauma, or are people just, you know, to, are people just too heated right now? Are people just too angry right now to take care of their mental and physical health at this moment? So what are your thoughts? Yeah, it may different on situations like in on people. For me, um, for physically, <laughs> I eat a lot. Mm -hmm. And for mentally, um, I try to have a conversation with my friend and we are planning to go vacation. And so every night I um, announced them, I mean, like, I learned that like, we have to go vacation. So don't forget to come out to um, go back to your home safely. Don't forget that point. And like, we love you and I love you a lot. And don't forget to remember as whatever, like like this. 
and we have to go to again don't forget that point like this and sometimes if i feel like blue i always listen to songs like that can uh make me cheerful like maybe like imagine dragon believer and yeah these songs are really i really love songs and then songs can stimulate our mind mm -hmm. so i love to listen that kind of songs that can make me cheerful and energetic so yeah that's my way and i and i meditate with a music like a bamboo sound that kind of weight i did that so mindfulness strategies yeah that's really good so um let's move on to since we are talking about you know the personal impacts and the mind and the more abstract concepts um let's move on to um the bigger picture so what is your aim in your head that you know um what is the end game that you want from participating in all these protests and do you find that other protesters all have the same end goals or maybe different people have different outcomes set in mind even though you're all protesting together it goes without saying that everyone really really wants to get a true democracy me either um this month it's my birthday month and march 30 it's my birthday so all i want for my birthday is true democracy and normal life um as you know because of this situation we can't have a normal life and it's double we are running and walking and screaming shouting hiding mm -hmm. and a very hot weather and we feel thirsty hungry and angry and i really really miss my past days like hanging out with my friends and learning something that i want to attending school and i really really miss my past days so all i want for my birthday maybe like end game is true democracy and normal life thank you i hope you know i hope your wishes come true and maybe it will come true maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel i would like to believe so so um what are other ways that your life right now has deviated from normal life so we all know that there's protests going on during the day and you're participating and there's like really violent crackdown um, by the military and the cops to you know to threaten and intimidate the protesters but um i've also heard that there are other things happening outside of the daytime as well so can you explain me a bit more about what's happening during the nights um so exactly at 8 p.m we are joining banging the pod um we have a belief that if we do this like banging the pod uh, we can kick the demons out so the same way we are participating banging the pot to kick Mialai and his terrorists out forever and but 
yesterday I heard that at Sound Bomb, six song, and um, the arresting people who join CDM and even the fortune teller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, yeah, I can't believe that. And they're arresting and and like they're arresting people who join CDM and they're shooting maybe like a with real not only with real bullet but also with rubber bullets they're shooting even at the night and there is a cold light they shoot in day they kidnap at night so the same way they're arresting they're still arresting people who join cdm and who join protesting yeah and yeah and even my brother um he's doing like a security guard in our campus um so every night we can't have a deep sleep um like in the past day because if we hear that someone is bunging the pod we have to go outside and who is bunging the pod and what's wrong and like I'm really afraid of that. And my mom, she had, uh, how can I say, like, she has that kind of, um, maybe like a trauma. So I need to take care of her. And yeah, it's, it's so, yeah, it's not comfortable at all. Yeah. So, um, you know, people are still banging pots and pans. I've heard that they started quite early in February. Is it still safe to bang pots and pans? Because um, the media has been reporting that military started shooting into the houses that are banging pots and pans. So that's one of the questions that I have for you. And the second question is that, um, how worried you are at the moment about getting caught or you know getting your house getting raided at night to arrest you or your brother for being active in the movement so what are your feelings like where's your where's your um fear level at right now yeah i would be scared but um we have a rule if someone's arrested we have to bang the pod so every single one will come out on the road and they will make like a give and take something and i maybe yeah i would be scared but i don't want to arrest because on march 3rd nearly 300 students were arrested by military and they haven't released yet and so i don't want to get arrest arrest uh, i'm trying to protect myself like deleting my account and whenever i come back from protesting i always check my bag and who is coming who is following me <laughs> like this so we are doing as much as we can and every single one is um, protect, protect to each everyone like each other. 
So like unity is strength. Yeah. Yes. So um, you said earlier in our chat that people feel safer um, protesting in front of the embassies and, you know, having the international community witness what's going on within the country. So I'm just wondering, um, have you been part of the part of the movement that have been asking for the R2P responsibility to protect forces by the United Nations to come into Myanmar and help, you know, help the people there? So what do you think of this whole movement of asking for foreign intervention? And um, have you been a part of it? If so, you know, how? And if not, why not? I just say yes. Um, like if I don't go to protest, I do a duty like a keyboard fighter. <laughs> I treat on Twitter like to ask for help um, for like, like R2P and we are still doing that like welcome R2P because we have no choice. We have no guns, bomb and stuff. And we do notice that military have friends like who are helping to them. So we need to call my friends. So we believe that uh, like US, it's our friend. So yeah, that's why I warmly welcome to R2P because it's approximately 63 people were killed by military. So I don't want to go back to the past day like 1988. So yeah, um, I would say warmly welcome R2P. Okay, um, so are you more hopeful now that, you know, I've noticed that um, there's a new political figure emerging within the country. His name is Dr. Sasa, and um, he is of the Chin ethnic minority descent. And I've noticed that he has been chosen as the representative to the United Nations from Myanmar by the, by the formerly um, elected officials who are now unfortunately, you know, not, um, how do I put it? How do I put it? Um, so I've heard that there's a committee that has been elected. So senators and parliament members who are not in session right now, but who are working on the side as the legitimate government. And so that Dr. Sasa has been appointed. So that's what I've seen so far. And um, do you think this committee, I believe it is called a CRPH, is any effective in helping um, the protesters somehow? from the administrative um, perspective. Yeah, even though I don't have much knowledge about that, but I think it will it will be effective and it's still effective because he's have a meeting with like, how can I say, um, people from international 
and even he have a meeting with like ethnic group to how do I say to chat something I don't know and as you know uh, I heard that he's he's close with like Prince Harry mm-hmm. I, I think so Oh, I, I mean, Prince Charles. I don't know his name. Sorry. And so, and he, um, he's like, um, how can I say? He shows everything, like publicly, everything she did. Um, I mean, everything he did on like on Facebook page, on Twitter, and like, he shows everything openly and we can see how he's working, he is doing great or something. So I believe that um, it will, it must be effective. I think so. Mm-hmm. So how I don't big, have, yeah. So how big is the role of social media um, in coordinating all the anti-military movements in your personal experiences? Yeah, of course. Social media has a great impact. Like, um, for example, like celebrity. So we always um encourage them to speak out. For example, like by the gone, he's really popular, and I do really appreciate about his manner and his mindset. He's supporting with us, and he's doing actively. So um, social media is really good. And, but military ban Facebook. So we have to use VPN, mm-hmm. but military trying to ban some VPN servers and some websites. So I think military is checking through Facebook. Yeah. Yes, and so, I've also heard that um, the internet has been cut off for out for hours a day during the night too. Is that true? And um, how how has it been for you to live within like these very limited internet access? And do you think that there's any sinister intention behind this internet outage, particularly during the night? Yeah, everyone is um, guessing about like making something with China like this. So I don't accept that kind of like cutting of the internet like limitations because, you know, um, 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. It's a good time to connect with friends from overseas. So I think there may be something behind of this as I mentioned, one a- from 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. is the good time to connect with your friends from overseas. So I think there may be a big, big reason behind that. So, yeah. So we have about like 15 minutes left. So um, I'm wondering, now that we've shifted our conversation, um, to, you know, around the international community and what your expectations are 
in terms of you know more formal actions like R2P or the US Army interfering. But um, what do you think regular civilians um, from, you know, from different countries, for example, like what do you think an average American like me can do to help? What do you think an average, let's say Singaporean can do to help, you know? So what do you need from the international community of supporters? Do you need funding? Do you need, um, you know, do the protesters need funding? Do the protesters um, need us to fund the CDM instead? Or do you just need more media attention? So what are your expectations and requests to your allies all over the world? Yeah, um, first of all, for about funding, and I'm currently working with a page um, that it's making a post like social awareness and like this, and they are working with a people from Boston, I think so. There is a project about funding. So I do um, expect about um, funding. And you are, um, so for example, like someone is living in like America. So I think um, he uh, like, he has a more chance than us because he is currently living in America and he do know how to work, how to, um, connect with them. So I do expect such kind of things because he is currently living in America and he do know how to do and how to work and how to connect. So yeah, this thing I expect. So um, what about just, you know, people in general that have no direct connections with Myanmar but would like to stand with the protesters. So for example, I know that the Milky Alliance have been doing a great job standing you know, with each other in solidarity among Asian countries that are fighting for democracy. So do social media solidar does social media solidarity like that help in any way for the frontline protesters or would you rather have more substantial support, like maybe, you know, strategy advice or, you know, how to make protective gear, that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, I think it's work and it's helped a lot. Like um, someone suggests me to check his like guideline, how to make like a, equipment if you are um, going to the French line like YouTube tutorial and I and maybe like a Twitter and I found a post um, there is a man I think he's a Chinese um, he's um, he is giving a guideline how to protect smoke bowl how to protect tear gas like this so I do really appreciate for that and we are following with them and so um during these days um our generation x y and z are really busy with like a youtube tutorial on to make uh staff to protect from tear gas and so I want to say thank you youtube yeah and by the way everyone is shouting 
screaming their lines out like, respect, respect, I will vote. I don't know why. So, um, so it is right now nighttime in Myanmar. And yeah. um, are, are the protests still ongoing then? I'm curious. In, uh, um, from their home, I think they won't go outside. And military is staying even in like the university. I don't know how to mention, like maybe like staying for a while, even in university, every university. Yeah, they are, I mean like raiding, raiding every university and they are living now. So university is a place to study and learn, right? Yes, and so has your, has your university been turned into a military base too? Of course, and yeah, someone said yes to make a base for military. That's extremely unfortunate, and yeah, and every day we are watching from abroad, and we just don't know what the next step they would take. So you know, it is it can get pretty hopeless even for us. So I'm not really sure how you must feel being someone you know who goes out on the front line every single day um, i'm wondering how do you keep your hope alive to keep doing what you're doing because it is very difficult physical and mental labor yeah so as i mentioned every single day i'm using social media because if i don't use social media I will be like antic because there are a lot of news on social media. So I have to follow with them. So, so if I found something like maybe like a post, so I check the reaction. If the, um, there is a more sad reaction, I don't read that one. <laughs> if there is a more love reaction, I read that one. Like maybe from like, see, um, Dr. Sasa and like C, um, CRPH because CRPH is giving a lot of surprise. So I'm so proud of that. And I always check their pages and Dr. Sasa. And so, yeah. And as I mentioned, firstly, I check the reaction. If there is a lot of sad reaction, I don't, I don't read that one and I hide that like this one no i i i think it's a good strategy self-preservation is probably needed because we don't know how long this battle would go on um so we have only a few minutes left and i'm wondering you know is there any main message you would like to convey to the listeners you know it can be anything um just you know what do you what do you want people to know the most um, so not really. I just want to share a message from Emma Watson. I found out on YouTube. It's like, if not me, who? If not now, one. Um, that means like, if you are thinking like, um, okay, I won't 
go to protest today. Um, everyone were joy, so I won't go today. So like the if not me, just um, believe in yourself, just call yourself like if not me, who? And if not now, Juan. So yeah, I just want to share that code from Emma Wixon. All right, thank you very much for um, coming on air today. We really appreciate um, having you here, Tracy. And I know that it is very a difficult topic to talk about. So I want to thank you again for, you know, being so transparent and vulnerable with us and our listeners. Yeah, Mir, uh, so thank you very, very much for inviting me to speak out and even though uh, I don't know much about political issues, but I love to share my experience and thank you Ma for inviting me and I'm sorry for mistakes and yeah, thank you. Well, so this is the end of our episode this week. Apologies for the noise outside. I think um, a snow plow is coming to clear out the very icy Ontario snow. But anyways, um, our best wishes are with the brave protesters at the front lines of the Myanmar's anti-military movements. And um, I'll see you again in the next episode.